Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Well and Stretched Life podcast, where we help you find meaning. I'm your co-host, LA. This is my buddy, Steve. And today we're going to be talking about how to maintain mobility as we age. So, what is mobility? Yeah, let's get right into it. So, I mean, just like we get, we all, everyone has like a working definition, but it's like your ability to freely move your body through its normal range of motion, um, whether any joint. So, I mean, simply put, I don't know what else to really add to that, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a very underutilized tool in fitness and all of my exercise physiology buddies, as we all started in school, we all started like, oh, you're big. And then halfway through um, our schooling, we all shifted um, toward being able to move well. Um, mm. Because as our bodies age, um, we lose a lot of motion. I work with a lot of older guys who just, you know, can't tie their tie because they can't reach around their shoulder. I worked with a lot of um, older women who have a difficult time reaching down and picking up things off the ground. Partially that's a strength issue, but there's another piece about um, they're limited in their hips, their knees, and their ankles to actually get down there. And and it's a hard thing for young guys. I mean, we're both in our 20s, so it's not like we have issues with mobility right now. But... (laughs) It's important to maintain as we age because it's something that if you don't use, you'll lose. Correct. It's a big thing that can get taken for granted. And especially if, for those listening in the 20s and 30s, uh, maybe not so much if you're in the 30s. It's probably already on setting, but I'm just playing. Um, I'm not playing. It's, it's real. <laughs> it's definitely real, but it's just something you don't want to take for granted. Again, as we're in our younger years, like it's something that we don't necessarily think about. However, um, there's a whole space of space for for mobility training, and um, just to not, you know, confuse anyone, uh, there is a big difference between mobility and flexibility. Um, La, we've said it before, but mobility obviously being that more dynamic aspect of movement, whereas well, mobility can be dynamic or active, but flexibility, in most cases, is that passive range of motion, um, and so you could like pull your thumb back with your other hand like see like like so for those watching the video you could pull your thumb back with your other hand and it could be like that passive range of motion that we're taking it through in contrast whereas mobility we're just you could move my thumb back to the same spot or without on its own so it's it's a a different thing that you want to just be mindful of and not just say oh i have flexibility and good mobility that may not be the case so it's just compartmentalizing the uh, aspects of fitness and just understanding what that looks like. Yeah. A great example for the difference between mobility and flexibility is just because you can touch your toes doesn't mean you can bring your foot behind your head from in a standing position. Your hands are going to be at a similar length. However, you can't actively utilize that muscle at that end range of motion, right? So it's kind of like not having uh, full use or full optimization of your muscles. So um, as we go through and look, part of that shift for my uh, EP buddies was your muscle isn't being fully utilized. You're only using 30% of its full capacity because it only operates in this dumbbell curl motion, whereas if the our bicep, for example, is going to have a number of different movements and helps 
supinator bring our palm up to the ceiling. It helps flex our shoulder, meaning bring up to the sky. That's why the Arnold press is so great for the whole upper body um, because it operates both on a flexion of the, of the elbow and a flexion of the shoulder, which is super huge. That's big. That's big. And it's it, just as you're saying that this is why when we say it, when we talk about exercise, when we talk about physical activity, when we talk about even this an activity you like being mindful of, you know, knowing your capabilities, but practicing, um, engaging in through that full range of motion, which is one good strong way that you can help improve your mobility. Like for example, a squat, not just, a go- I know a good example of like people who strength train or for me, I'll just make the example myself. I used to strength train and have lots of weight, but would never practice the full range of motion. And then I wondered why my mobility was so bad. This was like practice the full range of motion, maybe without the weight, for example. And then we can see over time our muscles that really can get into that you know, deeper range of motion, see those engage more. And then over time, perhaps I could add a little bit of weight, but now, now I'm so mindful of, you know, just starting from the basics and really like creating a firm foundation, especially when it comes to mobility. Yeah. And, you know, also, for my muscle nuts out there, if you really want to have full range of uh, large muscles and good muscle tone, you have to be able to exercise it through the full range of motion. Um, in order to maximize the amount of muscle contractility, the amount of sarcomeres actually being utilized in the movement, it's using the muscle through a full range of motion is going to help with that. So. There's a big uh, debate between uh, just below parallel and astagrass excuse me, squats, for example. Um, there's pros and cons to both. Uh, however, if you're, if you're trying to improve that mobility, if you're trying to get that full body muscle tone, that's going to be where you want it in that full, those full deep ranges of motion. Obviously, the weight's going to be a little bit lower to start, but you can build back. No, big, big deal. Big deal and good point. Um, it's also another thing of like <clears throat> understanding that it doesn't have to be one arbitrary thing or one just, you know, plain thing of in terms of improving that mobility. Like, for example, and we hear a lot of people or I, again, I, I need to start putting it back on myself. I don't want to generalize or put things on people. But however, when it comes to mobility, I was, again, only under the understanding like I had to do like Pilates or I had to do yoga or there's so many misconceptions of like improving my improving my mobility that I didn't understand that it could be just as simple as like take off the weight drop the ego um not have the such a pursuit of wanting to be like this muscle head and really just understand that we're simply just practicing in a movement uh, everyday movement at that um it could simply improve and work that through a range of motion that I am used to and challenging myself through there. That could be a simple way of improving mobility. It's, it doesn't have to look one cookie cutter practice. Um, it could be what we, what we look, what would it look like for us and what's more helpful for us. So it's huge, huge. And then it's another example here. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Juji Mufu. I don't know if you guys are uh, familiar with him, but he's famous for being a, being a bodybuilder who can do a full split. Um, his legs look fantastic, and that's that's going to be in part because he can utilize a full range of motion. So as we kind of look forward into our training and we walk through um, improving and optimizing that mobility, that there is a uh, hypertrophic or muscle gaining benefit for that. It can improve tone and it can improve functionality. Cause at the end of the day, 
is it better to look like you can lift 600 pounds or actually be able to lift 600 pounds? There's a bit of a divide between, um, but having muscles that can actually work is going to be in the long run better for you. Right. Even to add on top of that, that was something that I had to learn in my own experience. And I hope this is helpful for everyone listening. Like I was for one that was like, the only type of training I'm doing is hypertrophy and that's it. Like just thinking like the outside show muscles were more, you know, helpful for me for whatever reason, but it's so much more things that we could be doing. And especially thinking long-term because here I am, the 23 year old me is focusing on hypertrophy, not necessarily understanding the why behind it. And the same thing with mobility training. Now that we're hopefully explaining like the significance, the why behind mobility training, not only doing that, but making a distinction between that and mobility, everyone can understand that, yes, there's a long-term reason why we need to be like, mind, we need to be mindful of mobility because again, as we get older, it's it only it's only really going to kind of ring true when we wake up in the morning uh, at one day and be like, oh man, my shoulder can't really flex uh, that high as like it used to, like what happened? Like, Oh, it just, it just must be cause I'm, I'm older or just something like that. No, that's not the case. Like there, there, there's a ways to, to, you know, right. I mean, that, it's, so. it's really a scary thing now uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Steve and I both work in the physical therapy clinics and, um, I see patients on a daily basis whose bodies is going to sound a little dramatic, but their bodies have become their prison. They can't move. They can't get uh, cans off of a high shelf. They can't bend down and tie their own shoes. They have to wear Velcro shoelaces at as young as 55 because they've lost mobility um, in their in their bodies. And this can happen shockingly quickly. 10% of all U.S. adults will experience debilitating back pain in their lifetime. I'm not talking about aches and pains. I'm talking about bedridden, not moving around kind of pains. And these things are avoidable with adding safe and reliable exercises to your routine. So, Steve, I guess with that, what are ways that we can improve our mobility? Of course. Like, again... <clears throat> not necessarily thinking or boxing ourselves into like, I just like your example of, um, or your illustration of being a prisoner to our body. Um, it, it comes with that in, intentional like decision to challenge our muscles. Like instead of doing a static stretch, for example, we could, um, challenge our mobility by almost adding a, you know, a light weight, a light and doable, um, weight to a set exercise and really practice that, you know stretch so like for example i just did for the people who can't see on video a like a, a pressing motion when we add like a weight and allow that weight to you know, bring down our arm and our shoulder to allow that stretching of our chest in in essence we are improving our shoulder mobility through and through allowing that stretch. and when we don't do that when we are either just we're focusing on a push-up that's static weight um depending and we're not necessarily challenging that shoulder integrity so through uh, you know, thinking outside of the box when it comes to static stretching um, exercises, it's you could add simple weights and allow the, those muscles and those tissues to be challenged to achieve some incremental um, improvements in mobility. That's like a good main one that I thought of. I think the same thing I see a lot in the gym is when people are doing uh, shoulder presses, they stop at that yeah. goalpost position. Where, where they have about 90 degree angles between their 
their bicep part, their humerus, and their torso, and they just go up and down from there. You're missing out because our shoulders are very interesting uh, joints that are the most mobile joints in our body and that means they're also susceptible to injury and they're also susceptible to get locked down faster so the beautiful thing is we have 180 degrees of motion we can bring our elbows all the way to our ribs and we can also bring them all the way up to our ears that beautiful range of motion can and should be exercised right so having being able to start low have those uh Wrists equal with our shoulders, pushing up, then having those wrists all the way up to the sky and coming back down is a great way to practice. Also, the pull-up. I know it can be a little bit advanced for some folks, but the pull-up is a fantastic way to work through that full range of motion in our shoulder. Right. I'm glad we're actually using the shoulder as an example. I just kind of thought of something, maybe not a more like fundamental or primary um, way to improve shoulder mobility, but we could use like a resistance bands practicing moving our oh, shoulders around in certain ra- so ranges of motion. <laughs> I, I hate them. I hate them so much. It's, it's one of those challenging ones that again, most people may not start immediately, but it's like those, it's a simple way, you know, down the line to again, adding incremental challenges to, to our mobility and does it suck? Absolutely. Will it put us in, you know, slightly uncomfortable positions to increase our mobility? Absolutely. So it's, it's one of those decisions again, small changes over time is what we're looking for here. Um, one exercise, if you guys, um, follow my channel, my, uh, warm up with my orange resistance band, those stars I do is a fantastic way, uh, to improve scapular stability and shoulder mobility. Uh, which is fantastic, especially for my goal of the handstand push-up. There's a lot of shoulder mobility and stability in that. I need to have very, very strong upper body in order to make that happen. So that's a huge piece. And then I guess my last little like soapbox about mobility that's so important for my power lifters out there are overhead um, cleans and things like that, that end range of motion, shoulder mobility and stability is going to be a huge piece for you guys and reducing injury and improving performance is going to be a huge factor for y'all and mobility is going to play a very very important role in that process it's a big piece and i again i i love how, how we can kind of go back and forth with this but it's uh you meant made a very good point of like injury prevention even for the everyday person just you know not necessarily just the power lifter but also for the power lifter uh, injury prevention uh, we we need to be practicing mobility not necessarily for the day that we wake up and realize that while we aren't injured we can't you know reach a certain range of motion but for the days that we are exercising see that tweak and it's like man what happened what, what could i have done that's another reason that practicing and increasing that mobility is so important it's it's not for what will eventually happen as we age, but what could happen at any point in time when we're exercising. Yeah. And it's then, just another thing to be know, mindful Practical about. pieces. I, at this point in my uh, gym career, I do have mobility days where I'll spend the day working on mobility stuff. But these are things that you can easily add to your warm-ups. Most of my warm-ups include mobility exercises. Um, 
I found uh, practically that if I'm doing upper body or back that day, instead of doing a treadmill warm-up, I'll do a rowing machine warm-up so that I'm having more joint-specific muscle activation and joint-specific blood flow um, can be a huge factor for me, especially with improving uh, my numbers and reducing that injury, uh, injury rate, which is a huge, huge factor. Because at the end of the day, staying in the gym is almost as important as improving in the gym. Kind of had to let that breathe for a second, and one one of that one of that point to really get across that uh, it's not just about you know winning in the gym, so to speak, but just staying at the gym, just making sure we're creating a healthy mm-hmm. body for ourselves, both inside and out, to where we can move our body for years to come, which uh, almost kind of leads me to the next point, and I'll I'll kind of just uh, speak on this a little bit more. You do not we, just through the various examples we gave this is further confirmation that you don't necessarily need to confine yourself to improving mobility through one style. It doesn't have to be just Pilates. It doesn't have to be just yoga for the people who ask like, well, do I need to practice yoga to improve mobility? No, no, no. There's so many ways to improve mobility to the little um, detail of just like adding, you know, a couple exercises in your warm up routine. That's a way to improve mobility. I'm. I feel like LA. You, you, you and I can. We can speak on each other's behalf when we say like, start low, start something. Um, you know, something that you can maintain for for a week or a couple of days. Improve upon that. Like again, slow and incremental additions into your routine when it comes to mobility will pay so much dividends. Um, going down the line uh, for years to come. And and like people like the knees over toes guy, if you've ever seen him and his stuff before, he doesn't really emphasize a lot of static stretching. Um, It's more about um, pushing your body through these deep ranges of motion. And he does absolutely astonishing things with his body um, based on his exercise program, which is a fantastic, fantastic place to start. I use some of his stuff to help rehab some of my knees issues um but but yeah it's a super super important um aspect of this as we move forward um i know one thing that's helped me for maintaining and improving my mobility because i had some hip issues uh i'm messed up you don't get a job in pt without having a couple injuries i'll tell you that right now um and i've chosen uh to pursue athletic athletic pursuits that require me to do deep ranges of motion. So uh, I, I've been practicing jujitsu uh, for about half a year now. And that requires you to be in funky positions that requires you to be um, active and utilize muscles in a very strange orientation and practicing and staying in those environments can encourage your body to be able to do those things. So applying the stimulus will force your body into adaptation and training directed training is a great way to do that. Um, however, if you're like me and can sometimes feel a little confined by an exercise routine, um, allowing your body to move freely through a space like in jujitsu, or if you were to do yoga or Tai Chi, these are great, um, modalities in which you can practice mobility. Yes, perfect. It's uh, it's a good tank home point to just add that uh, you can do any of these um, avenues for mobility, but you don't need to do everything. Like there's this 
just pick one, pick one that maybe you enjoy or maybe something that you know, like you said, LA, that will get you closer to those, like, again, improvements in mobility. You know, pick pick one side, pick one angle to attack it and be intentional about uh, improving it because it's, it's an investment that will, again, be so worthy uh, at the end of the day. It's um, actually leading me to, to ask for those people who are, you know, again, kind of against it, who, which I was, I was, uh, I'm like, why train mobility when I could like look huge? Like what, um, what would you say to like, what would you say LA to just like someone who would say like, Oh, I'm, I'm not built like this. I can't, I can't practice mobility. I can't touch my toes no matter how hard I try. I'm just not able to like, yeah. Uh, I say the biggest thing for me is it's a mindset piece. I understand there's certain like hard lines. If you don't have pins in your body, if you don't have metal joints, I refuse. I refuse to believe you're not built to move like that. Okay. Cause I work with people who have been rebuilt to not move like that. So that's just one thing I got to lay the groundwork first for, but with that being said, I want to underline the point that it's there's, these are things that we can train into. Our bodies are adaptable and more malleable than you think. And that's one of the reasons why mobility yes. training has been so important to me because it's kind of unlocked what I thought my body was capable of. Because mm. um, there was a long time where I couldn't sit on my heels. Um, like my quads were way too tight after I ran my first half marathon. And it was just like I thought it was like torture. And I was like, how do people do this? This is ridiculous. Um but for me, um, accepting my mobility constraints was almost kind of like submitting to barriers that my body just wasn't able to do. And I don't, I don't like barriers. I don't like barriers for me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push past this. And through a directed flexibility routine first, I gained back the range of motion that are required me to do this. And then through mobility training i worked to get that functional range of motion back so when in the physical therapy world there's two ranges of motion there's your true range of motion and your functional range of motion your true range of motion is if someone would ask you to relax knock you out with whatever and move a body part until it stops moving that is going to be your true range of motion. That's how far that joint can move. If they were to wake you back up and ask you to move it and see how far you can bring your, you bring that joint to end range of motion, that is going to be your functional range of motion. You have to push one, then the other. So flexibility, then mobility. Yeah. Kind of, it's kind of a push-pull, uh, uh, day-night kind of relationship. Yeah, big, big big illustration i'm glad you did that i wanted to almost add like a good point on top of yours in terms of just like speaking to the people who are very like again mindset against the idea like they believe or people, people who are again against this belief that uh, they can't uh, practice mobility it's it's a mindset thing it's just like you mm. said it's almost like a you versus your limiting beliefs type of thing like like i i really appreciate you saying like if you, unless you have pins or uh, some sort of again, like a staple, so to speak, so to speak, of um, between your joints, like you, you can do it. It's like how willing are you to pay the price to see the benefits? Whether you don't see the benefits for a month, whether you don't see the benefits for a year, knowing that 
even down to the scientific fact that like <clears throat> our bodies are so capable and so adaptive and so resilient um, it will take time like all good things take time pra- that practice of intentional training for mobility is something that no one can take away from you but it starts with you with you in your mindset and how you want to approach uh, mobility training but that could be for anything really uh, so it's just uh, it's it's not it's almost like a statement of i can't i can't blank it could be any again it could be anything so like to you know anyone listening whether you're in your 20s and 30s and have that mobility but saying like oh i can't do this thing well what is your mind telling you you can't do like fundamentally and we're listening who are maybe a little bit older and saying like well i can't regain the mobility that i had in 20 in my 20s and 30s it's again back to what i just said like what is your brain telling you you can't do because it's it might take longer, but you know, it's possible. And it, it may not be to the level that you may be thinking, but increments and uh, improvements can be made. It just takes an intentional choice and a willingness to do it. So man, that's, it's a, it's a cost benefit analysis, but it's one that where the benefits definitely outweigh the cost. Um, yeah. And if so you know, I guess for those of you who listen, thank you so much. Um, practical steps uh, moving forward is I encourage you to look in and see what aspect of your body and also your life that you found limiting or stopping. Can you touch your toes? Can you touch your toes? Very important. <laughs> Very important. And um, <laughs> something you can build towards. And I think as we go through this um, mobility uh, thinking, also on kind of a personal level, um, where have our limiting beliefs stopped us in other areas of our life? And going through that process and finding a link between um, if we can push ourselves physically, how far can we go? There's no reason why we can't push ourselves in other ways. So thank you again for watching another episode of the Well Stretched Life podcast. I hope this helped add some meaning to your movement. and You have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes. See you guys later. Take care.